through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life. Welcome back to the longest days of our lives, a 24 fan cast. It is day three, hour 10, and it has been for more than a year. And I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. I'm another one of your hosts, 24 newbie. Curtis oh, Perry. no, I blew it. I didn't say 24 <laughs> veteran. Oh, no. Uh, and this is your third and final host. And uh, Michael Howard. Jack I Bauer, guess. super fan. Jack That's Bauer, how Jack it. Bauer, super fan. No, actually, sorry. I'm a, I'm a Chloe, Chloe O'Brien, super fan, Michael Howard. Oh, you would. Oh, you minute. would. Be- it's been fellas, a minute, boys. Um, not a day has passed, I think, since we last spoke. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing um, has. Not, not a thing. Nope. No. My hair got longer out of nowhere. I don't know where that happened. No, I mean, because we did the last one. We did the last one in, in November, and it's only been like, well, like a month since That's November. Not, no, the last one we did was January 9th. So, January 9th. A month perfect. A month ago. Yeah, per month yeah, ago. Nothing. Nothing yeah. happened in that last month. Yeah. Uh, just, we went from January 2020 to February, what is it, uh, 17th, 2021, just a, mm-hmm. a, har- a hop, skip, and a jump from there. No, nothing nothing happened there. That blooped it. Did you like, guys hear you about know, this Thanos crazy style. virus they're talking about in China? Dude, I, yeah, man, it's bird weird. flu um, was some weird stuff, but I think we're good. Swine flu? That was fun. No one knew yeah. that. New- MERS? We'll good. Where did MERS come from? Uh-uh. Nope. SARS. Yeah. So the cord- someone stole the Cordelia virus, and it's on the black market. People, a lot of people are talking about it. I hear it's here. It's going down in Mexico. Um, so yeah, no. Um, I guess. Do we want to address? We shouldn't. No, we just who we took Why? a week and a half off. We, we took, took a, a month and a half. half. It took a month and a half. It's been January. Yeah. Now it's February. It's time to go. We're not talking about years. Bro, what are you talking about? We're talking about years. We're not talking about years. No, it's Playoffs. January. Now it's February. This is how things go. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally nothing of note has happened. My my hair just got longer out of nowhere. Yep. I got a little fatter, boys. That's weird. But that's okay. Maybe Chris, it's that holiday weight, baby. Get that yeah. off in no time. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. You got that Peloton. I hear you got a Peloton. Do have do have the old Peloton. Yeah. Um, you got lo- that in two months or like a month and a half since they're like, yeah. that's cool, man. You got yeah. you recognize you know, well, fitness. I saw, I remember that horrible commercial they had for Christmas. Yes. Uh, I decided probably, yeah. probably on a discount now because yep. uh, people were mad at it. And boom. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out. So yeah. Curtis, the way so did did Tammy buy that for you because she thought you were just getting a little yeah, little yeah obviously yeah, I mean she like ran after she ran her second marathon um and I couldn't do a five k she decided maybe I need hey. to get this fat ass in shape and so mm. yep it's where so we are now time to take take care of yourself it is well, it is it's bad well sorry buddy well mm-hmm. um I know it's only been a few weeks yep. since we last spoke. And uh, last talked about the hit show 24 season three. Um, does anyone remember what's happened before this episode? Yeah, yeah, man. Kyle. Kyle Singer was that a season Kyle? one, baby. Nope. Was he no. season two? He was season two. Um, no, he was um, the beginning of season three. Holy yeah, shit. Kyle Kyle season three. Yeah, Kyle Singer Kyle, was the heat. It was just he, a couple, a few months ago, bud. He, he, oh, right, he had the virus, but he didn't have the virus. And, uh, and then he had cocaine. But it wasn't cocaine, but it also might have still been cocaine. And then Jack broke Ramon, Ramon yep. Salazar out Ramon of prison. Salazar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now they're in Mexico. And, and those those events were unrelated. Nina Myers is back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Gael uh, wasn't a traitor. He wasn't. He wasn't. Everyone he thought was he was a for a second. But he, then was he wasn't. Mole, I still don't know. It still might be a mole, double mole, not mole. Though. He was a mole. If you count, if you include Tony, Jack, and Kyle as their own cabal, Ooh. 
Mini the cabal. guy was he was a mole for the cabal. cabal. And the cabal gave themselves up to the president. I did have so, my, in my notes someone called that I called a uh, cool Ben Carson from the last episode, <laughs> uh, episode hour nine of the show. Alan Milliken, I think that was. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, he's cool. Mm-hmm. He's blackmailing David Palmer for stuff. Um, he's blackmailing I, I was, David Palmer for something that Wayne, his brother, did. Or he's trying to extort him, I guess, not blackmail. But um, it, it, can you guys try to imagine blackmailing the president? R- yeah. That wouldn't work at all. Simply can't well, be done. Um, no. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I, that's how that's how principled of a man David Palmer is. Like, it's the way, it's, I, it's it's other people's problem. I'm going to have some thoughts on <laughs> Wayne Palmer later in this episode. Um, multiple thoughts. Also, vis-a-vis his relationship with the president, David Palmer, and how apparently no one really knows David Palmer and what he's going to do at any given time of the day. He just no. The guy just goes, he almost goes rogue more than Jack Bauer. <laughs> also, I'm going to say something here. In this episode, 24 proved me that it was a very progressive show for its time, and, and we're going we're gonna to discover why by the end. It's about one of my favorite subjects. Personally, um, Curtis, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to give a quick, quick recap of Hour 9. Okay. Because we all remember it so well, but I just want to fill everyone in just for, you know, shits and giggles. Um, so, last episode, Cool Ben Carson, played, played by... The real person in the show, Alan Milliken, um, tells David Palmer, the president, that his brother Wayne had an affair with Milliken's wife. And Milliken helped David get elected, has a lot of pull in Washington, just a rich billionaire, old man, real piece of shit. He wants David to fire Wayne and says, David, if you won't, and I know you won't because you're a man of principle <laughs> and honor and you're loyal to your dumbass fucking brother, <laughs> there will be repercussions. Don't be surprised about that. At CTU, Wait, can I just one second? Sure, man. Since no one knew who the fuck Ben Carson was except for the people he was operating on back in 2004 when the show was on or 2003, wouldn't mm-hmm. Ben Carson technically be the shitty Alan cool Milliken? Alan Milliken. <laughs> shitty or Alan Milliken, yeah. <laughs> Shittier or somehow Poor. dumber Alan Milliken, yeah. Well, Michael, no, actually, it's weird because, no, he wouldn't be because Alan Milliken appears to have political sway. Mm, I, think, I think Alan Mick Milliken is fancy Herman Cain. <laughs> yeah, that that actually yeah that yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> like I never saw Herman Cain in like a velvet smoking jacket or robe, but like no, maybe he, he had one. He but I can't see. It. He could have afforded one, but I also can't see Alan Milliken saying "Oh, shucky ducky" now. <laughs> so because he's fancy. Yeah, he's fancy. <laughs> he says whatever the fancy version of "Oh, shucky ducky." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so uh Jack Jack Barrett's obviously undercover with Salazar's. Um uh his protege, Chase Edmonds, who is also fucking Jack's daughter, um, followed Jack down to Mexico and broke his fancy wristwatch that had the only way that CTU had to track Jack Bauer. So CTU is scrambling to look for him after his transponder signal went dead. Delta's teams are just I guess flying around this the airspace of Mexico <laughs> just, waiting for someone to tell what to do. No big deal. Pretty classic. Um, Claudia Hernandez, uh, Jack's, uh, I guess, ex-girlfriend down in the Salazar regime. I would say he was like her ex-side piece. Correct. Yeah. Someone, yeah, so Hector Salazar, who the brother of Ramon, who Jack broke out of prison, younger, dumber brother, classic, a lot of problems. God, so many um, dumb yeah. brothers in this one. Re- real, real dumb. 
real th- as, a, as a younger dumber brother myself this guy's really the worst of the crop that we have yeah so anyway claudia tells chase Ed- edmonds who has been captured as being viciously tortured, which we get into more in this episode, that Jack is going to take the virus from the Salazars and that Jack prompts to take her and her family away from Mexico if she helped him. So Chase very plaintively, plaintively says, well, then please help me. Something tortured, you idiot. Please, please help me. Uh, there's a character named Michael Amador, who is kind of the broker for the virus. He tells Jack and the Salazars that another buyer has outbid them, uh, or is interested in buying the virus. He holds an auction, uh, and who is the third party, or the second party, I guess, who wins this auction? Nina. Nina? Wait, wait, wait. One second. Yeah. Oh, Oh, please, go ahead. Claudia is not Sergio's mom? Brother. No, no. Sergio is her it's little brother. Yeah. Another young dumb brother. Yeah. Listen, younger dumber brothers are the bane of this show's existence. <laughs> other three than three of Bauer. them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, younger yeah. brothers are always. Actually, is it wasn't season one kind of contingent on a younger dumber brother trying to break uh, yeah. Dennis Hopper out of jail? Like, yeah. listen, younger <laughs> brothers are the bane of this show's existence. Fuck. Oh, Again, God. we're bad people. Jesus. We have no redeeming qualities. No one <laughs> likes us. Younger brothers only exist to get people in trouble. Yep. All Curtis, right. you have an older brother? Our parents liked us. I'm the youngest. Okay. Of four. Go, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, cheers, I wouldn't bud. say I'm dumber via, yeah, social skills and common sense uh, by far. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about. A lot of but book Curtis, learning up here. Chris, would you say mm, your parents love you more than your older siblings? They did when I was younger. Yeah, that's how that was my experience too. And then I fucked up a lot. I "I actually hate you. (laughs) And then I went to college. Uh, Oh wait a minute, you suck though. That's yeah. (laughs) Turns out, turns out you suck. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough stuff. Roof stoop. Same with your grandparents, which is weird. Yeah. It's like, Grandma, like, no, your brother's better. See, I'm the Thank oldest, you. and everyone always, they, they love me. They're lying to you? No. Nope. Just because you're so cute. <laughs> um, so, Michael Amador is selling this virus to multiple bidders. Nina Meyer shows up at the last fucking second, God like a real damn. turd burglar. <laughs> um, and uh, Amador holds the auction. Nina wins with a bid of $240 million from her clients. Uh, against the Salazar's bid of $225 million. And Hour 9 ends with the Salazar's driving away very peacefully, throwing Jack out of their uh, their car and uh, threatening to kill him. Mm-hmm. And Jack desperately convinces them to go forward with a new plan to, why don't we just steal it from Nina? And <laughs> he much, just says, like, think, uh, how much do you think a virus goes for nowadays? Because $240 I mean, million seems very, very low for... Well, Michael, the whole thing was is. Nina was going to sell it for a billion dollars to the North Koreans. That still so- seems like not enough money. When we're talking about, like, Jeff Bezos having $200 billion, a billion dollars for a virus that could wipe out okay, everyone but, in, like, five days seems but here's, very here, 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 Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only idea people had of a virus in 2004 was maybe that anthrax could be sent through the mail. Okay. Yeah. There was there was not yet this this second shit. I know that's what I'm saying. But now, guys, I'm now, starting now. I think I think a virus is the GDP of a of a moderately large nation. It's got to be. I'm real. I'm really billion. starting to see why we didn't talk about the rest of the season <laughs> for. We took one month off. Yeah. I'm getting why we, we took, took one, one month single yeah. month. Yeah. Off. Yeah. This is yeah, what we you were, remember now, huh? 
Now it's making the dots are connecting. I get why we didn't talk about a deadly virus sweeping the, the world. That yeah. man, this mm-hmm. okay. Now I'm getting it. Uh, so, <laughs> apologies to the fan. God, yeah. 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 Egg all yeah. over, egg all over our face. Um, so Jack desperately convinces them, "Hey, why don't we just steal it from Nina? If you if we fail to do it, you still get to kill me. But if we do do it, we all get money, which is great." So then we go into the 10 p.m. hour. I just love how 10. convincing Jack is that he convinced Ramona's not a dumb guy. He he has no. delusions of, you know, how smart he I mean, maybe how smart and great he is and how powerful he is. But like, he's not dumb. And Jack convinced these fucking drug dealers who run parts of Mexico to go against literal just no, no. superpowers for a virus. My one problem with that though is that as far as i remember it's been i mean less than a week since i've watched all these episodes obviously but the first like four to five episodes of season three do a lot of heavy lifting to make everyone think and know that jack is a junkie hooked on black tar heroin (laughs) which he got hooked on under the salazar regime when he was undercover yeah and so they knew he was a, a junkie. <laughs> and junkies famously will say and do anything to gain your trust to do what they need to get in their good yeah. veins. And yeah. so Salazar knows that and has presumably seen heroin junkies before. And he's just like, yeah, this guy gets it. He's, <laughs> guy, he's totally on board. This guy, I mean, this we're, guy we're, understands. We're in the middle of the desert. He's going to need heroin. <laughs> this guy has <laughs> All the heroin in the area. <laughs> we should be okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, Jack's not going right. to get very far. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's going to need it. And where are you going to get I mean, if, if anything, though, as Ramon Salazar, I'm just like, this is an act of mercy to kill you right now. <laughs> you know where you don't need heroin? Hell. Yeah, which is like, probably where Jack is <laughs> going. He's like, Jack, I can shoot you right now in the head, or I can make you suck this guy's dick for more horse. <laughs> I bet you're going to crawl over there and get that. What do you want, buddy? It's You're going to do one or the other. It's going to happen. Which, honestly, <laughs> as we see at the end of this episode, Jack Bauer, whether he needs a fix or not, is a goddamn super fucking spy. And I guarantee you, Curtis, if he had given, if he had been given that exact choice, Tommy's, Tommy's taking cock in his mouth. Because <laughs> he's he a is. fucking professional. Even if he's not hooked on horse for real. He'll do it for the country. This comes up. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. Okay. So it's 10 01, 57 seconds. We cut to a barn where Chase Edmonds, CTU agent, Jack Bowers, soon to be uh, son in law, maybe, <laughs> is strung up and being tortured by the Salazars uh, by a man named Eduardo, who is just poking him with a cattle prod yeah. very gently. Um, yeah, and how he did he asked, get bloodied? Like he was in the middle. If he's he's already been tortured, and now you're on cattle prod. Yeah, it's like, like didn't you know, start with that one? Well, <laughs> so they, get, for a they have bit. a very they have a very weird torture chain. <laughs> <laughs> As we'll see, I don't feel like they're used. I, the thing is, I don't feel like they're used to torturing people for information. They're used to torturing people for funsies. Well, no, because he, there's a line later. I'll, I'll bring it up. 
the the end result here seems that like they're torturing Chase so they don't get tortured later. <laughs> right. There's a line that Eduardo says, which made, I was like, this is not a compelling argument for information. But anyway, so he he's like cattle prodding Chase, and he's like, how many more are coming? Americanos, Federales, or both? And honestly, I was like, I don't really know why it matters. Like, who's coming? Like, first of all, but then they they pull Chase's shirt up, like, or his Henley up. And they cattle prod him. And Chase has a very odd... I could not place the tattoo. I actually tried to Google Translate it. He has some sort of, like, Chinese or uh, Japanese character over his heart. And I actually drew it out and tried to Google Translate it and didn't pop up. And I'm really mad about it. Please show us your drawing. Yeah. So Chase is having a bad time. So he picked a pretty bad time to go off the grid and break the only way to find uh, him and Jack. But um, they zap him real good. And we cut back to CTU. And uh, Tony Almeida is asking Adam Kaufman uh, where where people are. And Adam says, well, we won't have uh, satellite coverage over the air for at least two more sweeps, which is weird because I thought sweeps would like cover the same <laughs> area. You, get. I don't you, you need to orbit the Earth twice to get good pictures, bud. Well, they're, they're, they, they, they can't just move the satellites. They have to wait for them. They're, they're doing a helical sweep. You know, un- and it, it passes every couple, every like half hour, right? Every like sweep or so. Every Depends sweep on, how, on what low earth orbit is. Yeah, but like if you can't get the pictures the first time, you're not getting them the second time. Yeah. It's going to be the same area. Just so Tony- maybe they're moving different. I, I mean, <laughs> who knows? You know, it moves by a, a couple uh, latitudes. Also, I love how they said that NSA satellite. I mean. We know there's just tons of them, so don't tell me that there's only one that can go to California or Mexico at a time. They can't give it all up. They can't tell you where they all are. This was only 2003. We barely even knew. Edward Snowden didn't even tell us shit yet. That's true. We didn't know. So so Tony says, that's going to take too long, which, like, okay. (laughs) So, Gael Ortega, the former suspected mole, maybe double mole, maybe triple mole, says... um, yeah, well, that's probably why the terrorists are meeting there, because I guess they knew where the satellites were going to be. <laughs> and then as he says that, he gets a call from Hector Salazar, who believes that Gael is still his inside man. And uh, CTO attempts to trace it. Tony re- reminds Gael to come up with a good story about why they haven't heard from him <laughs> in two hours, to which Gael just says, well, as soon as Hector answers the phone, he's like, oh, I was chatting with the boss from Division. Sorry, I couldn't talk. It's like, do they suspect anything? But he only suspects them for about like five seconds. Like guy was like, no, they're fine. He's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he actually says if they're is like, are they do you think they're on to you or anything? And he says, if they were, would we be having this conversation right now? So he basically yes. answers his question with a question, and it's a true statement. So he never actually lies, but like why? Like why so not he just pulled lie? A, he pulled to Ron Hector? Swanson. He pulled a Ron Swanson on him. <laughs> he just he pulled the Swanson and he got it done. <laughs> that is and, true. Also, Hector, throughout this episode, but especially with this question, he seems like the kind of guy who's smart enough to know he should ask the question, but then just be completely yeah. convinced by whatever answer he gets. Like, yeah, checks out. Yeah, yeah he he or- knows he knows he's supposed to be he's supposed to second guess people, but he actually has no ability to know the, know the next step. He's like, there's going also a chance. There's also a chance that Chappelle's shittiness has been transmitted throughout the wires, throughout the, the continent, and people know he sucks. So mm. it's like, yeah, if you're talking to that asshole, I get it. That's true. I don't know breather after he did it. Chappelle does suck shit. Um, okay, so <laughs> as soon as as soon as uh, Hector gets over, Gael being like, okay, you're fine. What does he let Gael know? And the entire CT who's listening in. Let's know about Nina fucking Myers. And what what does Tony do, guys? 
Yeah, Curtis, what is what is, what is the reaction do? of the room and what is the reaction of Tony? I don't have it in the notes, fellas. He does fucking nothing. nothing. <laughs> he doesn't he has even his swallow. Left, his left eye twitches minusculely. Uh, Everyone else is like, <gasps> and Tony's like, the only indication that they had ever been fucking is <laughs> a slight eye twitch in the left eye. That's it. <laughs> It's amazing, like, just nothing. He doesn't even- Fucking Mr. Mr. Freeze over there. <laughs> like, he has become, he has become pre-season one Jack Bowers. Yeah. Dude, like, I, like, he, he's, this dude's been shot in the neck three hours ago. <laughs> His, uh, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, betrayed him and told him that he needed to be kicked out of managing <laughs> CTU, and now presented with the fact that the woman that he'd been fucking, who has pr- killed Jack's wife and almost, like- tore down CTU with her bare hands, is now in the mix for this virus, his only reaction is like, I heard her name once. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know her. It's quite heard possible Nina that Myers slight, haven't heard that, that slight, name in a long time. It could be that, that slight eye twitch. I don't know if you guys know anime that well. That was his Dragon Ball Z moment where he just powered up. <laughs> over the, like, for him, it was like an hour and a half of just shaking. <laughs> and powering up to full Tony mode. Yeah. But for us, it was just a, it was just a blink. You know, just, I have oh. a question real quick, and this mm-hmm. is going to set the stage um, because I was okay. So two things uh, before I ask the question, I was listening back in preparation for trying to remember how this show works. I listened back to episode one, the first episode we ever did, and I realized at the very end of that episode, you predicted that Nina Myers was the mole mm-hmm. in CTU and the ultimate bad guy, yeah. which okay. was hats off to you. And not only like <laughs> the thing is, is like you thought that you you had nailed it. At the end of season one, you were like, ah, I called it. What you didn't know is that Nina was going to come back in season three. I had no idea. And two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, Curtis, what I'm going to ask is, where do you think Tony Almeida is at at the end of this season? Oh, don't do this to me. Like, <laughs> no, I, wa- I want to guess. I just need want to a guess. <laughs> God damn it. Like, because you just mentioned his Dragon Ball Z moment. He's powering up. What is he okay, doing? Okay, here's the problem. So, I just. After um, some recent activities that happened in the last month and a half, um, yeah. I was able to watch a TV show that I watched before just for shits and giggles called Madam Secretary because it didn't make me sad anymore um, to watch it. So I <laughs> decided to finish it. And so from that show, everyone who ever works in the CIA for a long time ends up as either the Secretary of State or the President. So I need to, I need to back myself out of that reality <laughs> and think about Do um, you know? where Tony could be. Yeah. Tony Manning is yeah. basically George H.W. Bush. No, he's not going to be the president. I think he's going to be the <laughs> head of the CIA. I do think that. But okay, okay, fair enough. Um, so as as we hear that, uh, Hector hands Jack the phone, and uh, Jack talks to Gail and says, "Hey, I've got I've got Amador's cell phone number. I need you. He's been using it for the last few hours. Track it down." Need so he gives him the number. Triangulate this bad boy. <laughs> um, so he gives him the phone number, which. I thought this was going to be a thing. I actually looked up. He gives him a phone number that starts with 01152, which is just the Mexican international country code. Mm-hmm. Boring. I thought it was going to give us a clue to who Amador was. <laughs> Nut didn't. He's using a Mexican um, burner phone, obviously. Just a Mexican burner phone, which, mm-hmm. okay, good job, 24 writers. I'm not impressed. Um, <laughs> so Hector takes the phone back and then tells Gael that he has your agent, Chase Edmonds. Mm. Uh, he's alive now, but I want to know if he's working alone. And Gael says, don't worry, Chase is in field ops, so I don't have access to Jack's plans. Best bet is to keep him alive for now. <laughs> you should probably not kill that guy. <laughs> I can't get to those files right now. I know I got you everything else you need, but those files. Those files are definitely gone. 
it might no look, chance, bud. It might look weird if I access them. So, mm, sorry, I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. I just spent an hour and a half in the server room, <laughs> but this. I the hacked all the cameras here? and everything. It, Come on. Guys, in his defense, I do believe that accessing those files would mean him actually talking with Chloe mm. from the way I understand mm. the CCU like, organization. She's field ops. Okay. She is and, the field ops person. That is yeah, true. Yeah, so she's field ops. So I don't think, I mean, if, if I had to, if I could avoid doing that by lying to an international <laughs> terrorist, I would do that. So once again, guys, I, this just means Hector is a genius because he tells him, you know, I, I'd have to deal with Chappelle. I'm like, oh, get it. Get it. I'd have to go to Chloe to get that file. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I get it, bud. Okay, you're good. You're good. Hey, man, I, shit. They have, they have an I've unspoken thing. You know, they don't need... <sighs> you read between the lines in the, in the, in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they pull Jack's location. They triangulate it down. Tony tells Delta teams to shift position, stand by, uh, as they triangulate Amador's phone. He and Michelle leave, and we get a tiny clock at 10.05. Please take a drink. Um, Tony walks out and goes over to our good friend Kim Bowers' desk and says, hey, we found your father undercover with the Salabar, Salazars, um, and that Chase has been captured. Did you say Salazar? I said salad bar for a second. I was going to let it go. I was going to let it we go. Found, no, we found your boyfriend at the salad bar. <laughs> he, is, he has been drinking ranch for four hours. He is, you need to do something about him. In his defense, it was the Pizza Hut salad bar. You can't turn it down. You can't stop. You just can't. Uh, he's down with the old Ruby Tuesday. The guy's insatiable over there. It's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a problem. It's kind of an issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> that broccoli salad dude can't get enough so um, for some reason for some reason i said i i wrote down i wrote down uh kim we found your father and also your boyfriend but he's getting he's totally getting ripped up there is that something that tony said no, to no, 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 no 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 that's a that's a callback to episode hour seven which is we're all really ripped up here <laughs> You idiot. I actually saw Michael I, Michael, I saw that in your notes in the Google Drive, and I was like, he's not going to remember what that means. No, and I fucking knew it. <laughs> Damn it. I was We're like, all I was, real ripped up I was here. re-watching the episode, and I was like, I'm sure he's going to say totally getting ripped this, at some point in this episode, because that's why I wrote it. And was like, nope. Nope. Absolutely nope. not. No, that was a, that was a callback to episode, uh, I guess, hour eight, I think, which the title of that episode is, we're all really ripped up here. <laughs> um, okay, anyways. Oh, perfect. So perfect. Tony tells Kim that Chase is. It's weird that I can't remember things that happened like a month ago. No, it's Michael. Oof. It's not your fault. It's the, it's been the longest month of the year. Um, <laughs> the longest day of our month. <laughs> so he lets um, her know that Chase has been captured. They're holding him, and Kim says. What do you mean they're holding him? Like, what the fuck do you That's think the international I, drug cartel is doing to him? I wrote, I wrote here, they're holding him oh so tight in a sweet embrace, Kim. That's what they mean by holding him. What the fuck? Well, they couldn't so, sleep, and he's like happening. a big teddy bear. He's the little spoon. So he says, hey, don't worry. After we get the virus, we're going to go after Chase. And she says, thank you for not keeping this from me. Um... <laughs> Tony nods, thinks for a second, and walks away. And guys, what did he keep from her exactly? Nina. The whole Ooh, Nina situation. Nina hey, the, you know that lady who killed your mom and fucked your dad? Not in that order yet. Um, in this place you work now? Uh, <laughs> Literally. By, by the way, and also when everyone got blowed up, that was kind of her fault too. Uh, mm -hmm. and she's, she's back though. Yeah. 
So Michelle seems both disappointed and glad that Tony didn't tell her, um, but like more disappointed. It was like, why? Like Michelle knows Kim at this point. Like, why would you tell her anything that's important to anything? <laughs> um, okay. So we come back to the Salazar compound. Jack tells Ramon that it should only take 10 minutes to chase Amador's phone, which again, CTU historically really bad at tracing phone calls. Um, Ramon looks at Hector and says, let me call their clients and tell, tell them there's been a slight delay. And it's like, why would you call North Koreans and be like, hey, little hiccup in the virus plan? Don't worry about it. Like, what's I mean, the upside? To be fair, what are they going to do? They don't have, like, secret agents in Mexico. Uh, so it's, also, it's, a, it's the one client you're like, we goofed a bit, but hold on. We beefed it and wanged it. <laughs> We're going to well, fix it. I was just like, why not just wait half an hour? <laughs> just like, sorry. Mexico, you know, we're in the desert. Cell reception was bad. Sorry. I'm sorry, Ramon runs an agile shop. Koshi likes to keep things on, likes to have his updates to his customers when he promised them. It's fair. I find it so hard to believe. Like, look, I believe I everything about 24. Everything I believe it. Every single, every single yeah. thing. It is mm-hmm. a documentary for all I'm concerned. Except for yeah. the part where anyone believes that the North Koreans are working with the Mexican heroin selling drug cartel to buy a virus when mm-hmm. what world is this how things work michael i don't know we talked about a story on our other podcast where the north korean government assassinated someone in a mall in malaysia by spraying them with a like a clown flower in their face so i mean <laughs> it's true they're, they're they can do shit man i don't know um okay so actually yeah there's probably not a lot of options if you're in north korea because it's not like you it's not like you have the infrastructure for a, a worldwide web of of Secret truth. Yeah. True. So I mean, right, now, now I'm back on board. I believe everything. Okay, you're back 24. in. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna breeze through some stuff because we're five minutes in the episode and half an hour in the episode, which is standard right on, shit for us. But like, I'm pace. gonna stop you once, but it'll be worth it. But go ahead, continue. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we cut back to the Salazar compound. Jack says it's only take ten minutes to trace the phone. Ramon looks at Hector. And says, "I'm gonna go call our clients." Um, Hector goes to check on Chase, but before he gets there. Claudia's little brother Sergio. I gotta stop you here. This is yeah, where this is where hit it. me, buddy. God damn it! People on this show just hate beans so much. <laughs> they spill them everywhere <laughs> immediately. You don't spend any time thinking about the beans, understanding what beans maybe you're good for. Trying to just you know meld with the beans. Maybe try to eat the beans. No, no, no. The beans must be spilled immediately at all times. If anyone sees the can of beans on this show, they shoot it. <laughs> immediately <laughs> yeah the beans go away the beans are just all over the place um so sergio says hey guess what my sister claudia says we're leaving and i'm taking i'm they're taking me away from you soon but i don't want to go i want to stay with you and hector says you don't have to go anywhere but don't tell claudia anything about this <laughs> <laughs> oh he won't spill those beans though yeah no. Gonna say <laughs> no the people who know how to keep beans in their jars know how to keep beans in their jars um, so Jack follows Ramon into the house. Um, he asks Claudia how Chase is. And then he says, go make your escape as soon as we leave to get the virus. Get Chase. Call CTU. Get in t- he'll know how to get in touch with the rescue units. He walks away as soon as he hears the door open. And Hector walks in to question her about her plans on leaving. And we see that little scamp Sergio kind of like hiding behind a curtain watching the conversation like I used to watch Jurassic Park from my like the hallway in my parents' house. I mean, he's um, just that's just a classic little brother trying to get the older sibling in trouble bullshit. I'll right. say this though, in, in, in fairness though, in Sergio's case, 
thinking about being able to live your life on a Mexican drug ranch mansion. Sounds and cool. then like having moved to the US where you will be like thought of as a, you know, an immigrant and dirty. I get it a little bit, but it's yeah. your sister. Yeah. Don't and, be a dick. Right. And but so still. in the last episode too, he had been he had seen Hector's like gold guns in a gun case and it was like one of them, which I probably would have at 9 years old exactly, also. Exactly. Yeah. Classic yeah. little brother bullshit. All of us yeah. older brothers have to like be responsible all the time, make sure you guys aren't killing yourselves. I'll say this for any fan who think they're who think I would never do that. Remember the moment that you saw Nicolas Cage's gold guns and face off right there. That feeling. Yeah. Fuck you. That's That's how how that feels for that kid. That's what every (laughs) nine year old boy inside of every one of us wanted. He's like, yes. Um, So Claudia just says, I was just trying to scare him. He was being a turd. And and like, it's like I wanted it. He wanted a gun. So I scared some sense into him. And like my only thought and I Curtis, I want your opinion on this. Is it good parenting to be like, I'm taking you to the moon now <laughs> because you, you want a gun? Your, taking from away for everything you love. <laughs> We're, like, you're leaving because fuck you. See, well, here's the thing, right? In, in good parenting, it's kind of like that, but you have to make the world smaller, right? Their world is whatever they're doing in that moment. Right. What they're playing with and you say, I need you to go to your room and stop doing that thing. Like, no. This is all that I've ever known and love. <laughs> this moment yeah. right now, these toys. Right here. It's kind of like that. And you do it for a little bit of time. And to do it permanently, though, that's an actual problem. That, right. that, that's where you get the old, you know, the actual trauma. That's fair. So, you know, don't do that. But to say, hey, stop watching that. What? <laughs> but, How dare you? But I wanted to watch uh. it, man. You're like, yeah, that's, that's the point here. So Hector <laughs> nods at her explanation of like not wanting uh, Sergio to get a gun. Smiles and says he's a good boy. Don't scare him. He walks outside that and then Jack quiver, and though, made me worried for a second. No, so, yeah, he he clearly he was like, okay, I'm a little worried. Um, so, but then Jack and Ramon comes out of the bathroom. Her, him and Jack follow Hector out the door, um, and they go to get Nina. And then Claudia sees her little rat fuck brother hiding behind the curtain, <laughs> and he runs away like a little rat fuck. And we get a tiny clock at ten oh nine. Please take a drink. And we come back to see. I talked so Chappelle. much shit in my notes about Sergio. Every time he was like, "Oh, this little motherfucker." Yeah, Sergio's a little rat fuck piece of shit. Yeah, fuck as a person with an older sister, trust me, he'd gotten the brakes beat oh, yeah. off his ass. So anyway, go, go I assume that takes place in the commercial break, but uh, <laughs> so we're back at CTO, CTU. Ryan Chappelle walks into Tony's office after he finds out that they're back in touch with Jack. He gets to speak with Amador and whatnot. Tony then tells Chappelle that oh hey, guess what? Nina Myers is back in town. And Ryan is like um, sorry, I don't quite understand how the career international cr- criminal <laughs> broke her exile in North Africa after the president gave her immunity? He um, gave, he told her to stay there and she didn't? This is hey, this quick, is thing, protocol. Though, quick thing though, if you want to keep an international terrorist in some place where you know she can't leave, <laughs> North Africa is maybe the worst place. Well, they thought like She's Can really you have white. Access to everywhere from there. Like she's really Especially white. Early, early two thousand. We should keep an eye on her. She can get to Algeria and Turkey. Like you can get everywhere from North Africa. That's kind of how it works. That's, yeah, that's the problem. It's none of it works. She can be in Russia in like five countries. Look, yeah. <laughs> Look, so, they let her. They let her. They had a risk board on the table, and they let her just throw a dart at it, and that's where it landed. And then, and then she rolled two sixes and got out of there. <laughs> she got Sorry. Out. Yeah. 
Um, once again, once again, you put her in Hawaii and say this lady cannot go to the airport. Good luck, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so Tony says, "Don't worry, Jack's gonna get her to try to help him." And Ryan says, "Um, I'm sorry. Didn't she kill his fucking wife? It sounds like a hard sell." And, <laughs> and then he's and Tony just, Tony just shrugs that off, and then Ryan's like, "Does Kim know?" And first of all, I have two questions. One. I don't believe that Ryan Chappelle has any idea that Kim exists no. at all because he's no. an emotionless no. lizard. No. Secondly, why would anyone tell Kim about this <laughs> at all? Well, yeah, I I don't know. Same question from from uh, from Michelle. It's like, yeah. wh- why would I? I'm not an idiot. Right. Yeah, I'm not a stupid, dumb, dumb idiot. Anyway, so Ryan leaves after Tony convinces him, and then Michelle comes in, and what does she try to do? She tries to apologize. For for <laughs> telling everyone that he Stolen was unfit for his job and he needed to be <laughs> to go back to the hospital or be removed as leader of CTU. Yeah, pretty classic marital classic. Um, the interesting thing though is that Tony's like, "You don't need to apologize," but then he yells at her in a way that makes it sound very much like she needed to apologize. And also, See, she could get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> she could yeah. go. Here's the thing, guys. I've never thought of this strategy or seen it made before by, by a male in any effort at all. This is ridiculous. Tony just made it so that Michelle has to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> As the wife, I did it's, it. a, it's a move unthought of before in male history. All you have to do so is get shot in the neck and go rogue <laughs> so, with Jack Bauer. You know what? Guys, Worth it. This, this <laughs> goes back to a classic Tony Almeida hallmark from 24 season one. It's like, hey, listen, but like this time it's a little bit flipped because in season one, when he talked to Nina Myers, he was like, hey, here at work, you're the boss. At home? Shit's different. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has remained the boss at home, but is now also boss at work. Mm -hmm. And Michelle just, Michelle just had that, that cold shoulder. Mm -hmm. shoulder. Yeah. And he he pulled out without being a misogynistic dick. He's right. He's right Tony's on the right. Yeah. She fucked up. It's and the best move ever. Like, because he he's says like, to her, like, if you, if that's what you thought, then you clearly had to do what you did. What I am saying is, you know me better than that. I don't know why you thought what you thought. He said, I would never risk this unit to prove how tough I am. Right. You made it perfectly clear how you felt. Also, I have a phone call. You can leave now. <laughs> so uh, she goes downstairs. Uh, we get another tiny clock at 10, 11, and we get literally the best sequence of events for Michael <laughs> Howard that I think this show has ever presented. Uh, please take a drink for the tiny clock. Chloe <laughs> O'Brien gets a phone call from someone named Sarah who says she's having an emergency. And uh, and she's like, I'm too busy to deal with this right now. Um, and or sorry, Chloe's like, I can't deal with this right now. But she's like, Fine, I will come to the office. Um, I personally not interested in, in Chloe's personal problems, but this is going to be very tasty for me. So as we get that, we cut back to the Salazar compound. Nice tight shot of a baseball bat being slammed into Chase's mm. tummy. Mm. Eduardo, the interrogator, says, looks back over his shoulder and says, He's very stubborn, Hector. <laughs> <laughs> and Hector walks in, shoves the bat goon away, slices the rope that Chase is hanging from, and says, CT doesn't have travel plans for you. Are you by yourself? And Chase says nothing. So what does Hector fucking do? He sh- um, He uh he takes his pistola there, puts it on Chase's left hand, 
Mon and uh, just looks at him in the face and fires a shot through mm-hmm. my boy's hand. Mm-hmm. Puts a bullet right through that hand. Yeah. Hope and, he's righty. And just- then so Chase falls down in agony. And what does Hector do next? <laughs> he says, uh, <laughs> keep at it. If he doesn't crack soon, use gasoline. <laughs> Which implies so many yeah, different And I was like, all I wrote was like, can't wait. Because I have no, like, what are they going to do with the gasoline? Well, it's, it's like, okay, either they haven't threatened to burn him with hot stuff yet, or they haven't covered him with some sort of irritant on his wounds. And if they haven't done those things yet, to go right to shot through the hand, I mean, it just, it's an escalation point that seems unnecessary. They haven't gotten to the finger, filling out fingernails and doing little small cuts. That's what I'm saying. They've been just fucking around. And Hector's like, well, I'm going to shoot this hand off and then, um, use the old guy's they're learner. used to tr- They're used to torturing some, like, like middle management drug dealer who stole from them. And they're like, tell me who, who you gave the money to. Tell me who you gave the drug. Like, these guys are not hardened, like, interrogators. So you, you're saying they, make, they made to the end of the document. They had the torture docs, right? The old SOP. Uh-huh. What we're gonna do? And they're like, we guys, we got to, we got to cattle prod. I don't know. They're like, we don't what know we, what the order. They they drop what the do papers we do on the ground. They don't know what order it's supposed to be, and they just know that they have to do these <laughs> things. They're just checking boxes. They're like, oh, what can we? Oh, gasoline, cool. Yeah, let's do that one. I don't know what it's supposed to do. Like they probably told Hector, Hector we already, where do you like literally pull all those pubes out? <laughs> it's shot through the hand weird, is, shot, shot through the hand is way, I mean, that's, that was. They're like, it only, it normally only takes like two minutes before the guy says, yeah, I, I gave the, I gave the drugs to that dude. It's also kind of weird because I looked it up and like, it would be mildly painful apparently for gasoline to be poured on an open wound, but it's also massively antiseptic. So they're really helping him out. They're <laughs> 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 really helping him here. Um. So, um, they drag Chase away and just leave him lying on the floor of the barn, which, like, seems kind of like a bad idea that they just left the spy untied, they cut his bonds and just left him laying there. But anyway, we cut to commercial at 10.13, we come back at, uh, 10.17, we, we cut back to David Palmer's office where he's going over the latest intelligence briefing with our good, good friend, Jerry Whitehorn. (laughs) Who says the Mexican government has given the free hand to do black ops shit um, wherever they want around. to do? We're gonna put a net around mm-hmm. the virus. Net around mm-hmm. the virus. And then Wayne Palmer walks in, interrupts. He says, "Hey, guess what? Sullivan, one of Alan Milliken's uh, Cool Ben Carson's associates and senators, has pulled his vote on Palmer's health care bill, which they give no details Fucking on. Health care. It's always health care." Again, though, this is very much early 2000s, like right after Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, like healthcare is a big thing. Surely it'll get passed. Everyone's going to be fine. <laughs> no, couldn't couldn't be done. Um, and uh, so David just can't understand why uh, Alan Milliken would sabotage a bill that would benefit millions of people. Cannot and Wayne says, it. no, you big, fat, stupid dummy. He's showing you that he's got the power to end your career. I mean, but to be fair. Right. Imagine if 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 Biden gets a call from Bill Gates. He's like, hey, I heard your friend fucked my wife. <laughs> I, yeah. need, I need that 5G, yeah. baby. <laughs> I'm going to stop healthcare for millions. But it's your life's work. You're a liberal. Uh-huh. Because David is a Democrat. So he's just like, but you, you love people. Yeah. But your friend? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So fuck them kids. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Milliken is just a rich dude at heart. Like, he, he will do good things as long as it's going to, like, benefit him in some way. Well, what I'm saying is this, is that I, I want to be, I want to attain that level of petty. <laughs> I want it in my life. I want to have that just, that level. I mean, I feel like, like that ability. You know what? Chris, I feel like I have that level of petty. I don't have the ability to wield that level of petty <laughs> to any sort of effect. You like, know, and there's that's, nothing behind that's, it. That's the difference. Yeah, I have no, I have no clout behind it's the a, petty. It's a wet a, noodle of petty. <laughs> <laughs> At best. It's a real, real pool noodle of, of petty. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could try to hit people with my pettiness, but, like, they barely even notice. So, like um... It, 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 that level of petty is essentially saying, saying, for us, being like, I want you to light and burn down Ben Hill Griffin Stadium just to kick that guy over there in the nuts. And I'm like, sure, it's, it's made of cinder block. I'll burn that shit down. I'll kick it in the nonstop. Do you think I'd be the first person to try? <laughs> you only, the only thing that's going to burn is the luxury boxes. I don't care about that shit. See ya. Okay, so. It's too wet. It's 95% humidity. Nothing burns. Okay, guys, classic problem. I, and I know this Go always works it. out. Go for it. We're 47 minutes in and only 18 minutes in. Okay, so anyway, Wayne insists that David can't allow this problem to prevent him from pushing through the most important legislation of his presidency that we have no details on, and again tries to get David to, like, fire him and cave to Milliken's demands. And David just says, I told you before, that's not an option. And Wayne just says, I'm the one who made this a mistake. The fair is stupid and wrong. Yes, buddy, what he's doing is worse. We can't let that happen. (laughs) This has to be a way to get to him. And then he gets interrupted by a phone call from someone named Senator Hayes. Meanwhile, back at CTU, Chloe's on a headset yelling at someone named Justin. Why can't you follow simple instructions? And she steps outside, and we got a tiny clock at 1019. Please Why take a drink. Why can't he follow simple instructions? I hate Justin. I've He's never hated I hate Justin so much. Um, and so she finally goes to a car where she meets Sarah, the person that she was yelling at on the phone, who turns out to be a teenager. Um, and how does Chloe greet Sarah? I mean, look, she greets her like someone, like I would greet someone if I was, I don't know, dealing with an international crisis because of my job at CTU, Michael, and she brings what is, my baby to me. What is the sentence she says out loud? Be, the, the first greeting she says to her, I can read it for you if you, if you need me to. Yes, read it. I, I, I have it every right to be angry with you, is her <laughs> greeting to this teenager. <laughs> She's right. And why does Chloe have every right to be angry with Sarah? Because Sarah's dropping the kid off. She's like, oh, I have an emergency. You need to take this kid. It's like, I'm sorry. I left the kid with you. It is your job. It's like, look, if I rent an apartment and I need to get out of the apartment, I have to sublet it. (laughs) I have to sublet. So sorry, you have to sublet this babysitting job. You have to charge someone else, hopefully less than 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 you're charging me so you can still make money, but at least break even. But this is yours. You took this responsibility. I am trying to think through the logistics of the babysitting arrangement that Chloe does have because <laughs> Chloe has been on shift since at least noon uh-huh. because this is the 10th hour of the show. Yeah. Chloe's been there the entire time. It's yeah. now 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my anger when was with- the babysitter going to leave originally? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my anger goes with the secondary question Chloe asked because it's like, you know, I'm feeling emergency and she wouldn't tell her what it was. It's like, no, no, no. I get you. You gotta tell me what it, it yep. needs to be. Somebody's dying. Yep. It can't be. I have to go to, my, I have to, go to a birthday party. You cannot. Right? You I cannot be bringing my child national to me. security. Yeah, you can't be bringing my <laughs> child to me at the fucking CTU headquarters. How did you even get in here? 
That's a great point. I will say the thing was like, I told you I have a family emergency. And Chloe just says, yeah, well, there are two now, aren't there? And don't you think yours is less important? It is. Sorry. It, I mean, no, it is for sure. I mean, one so, could be like the worst that could po- that that babysitter could possibly have to deal with is somebody is dying, but she can't possibly prevent it. Whereas Chloe is actively trying to prevent millions from dying. So, so Chloe like, grabs her baby, starts to walk inside, and what does Chloe say to Sarah as her party line? Your your job is in serious jeopardy right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best Chloe God. shit. That's I the only good Chloe's Chloe amazing. line. Chloe's amazing. Okay, so we cut back to Mexico. Hector meets up with Ramon, says all he... Okay, so Ramon asks, what did you learn from him? And all Hector says is, I learned that he can take a bullet through the hand without saying anything <laughs> useful, which is a pretty good, pretty good line. Yeah. Solid. Jack doesn't love hearing that, but then he gets a call from Gail. He gives him Amador's location. They're moving west on a rural highway just a couple miles away. The Salazars want to go ambush Amador, but Jack says, we can't do that until we're absolutely sure that he has the virus. Uh, Jack says, we should let them, we should let him lead them to Nina. And then he wants to go in there and capture Nina alone. And Ramona's like, hey, how about fuck you and fuck that? I'm coming with you. Just let me it's go. So Don't worry about it. I got this. It's so dumb. It's so, uh, just like, wait a minute. What did he made that question? Ramon was perfect there. That was the perfect actual response. It was like, I'm going alone. No. What? Huh? And then, and then Hector, as the younger brother, was like, I think we should we should let him go alone. I, was like, I, I got this, though. I need you to go over there. I've got a better idea. No fucking way. <laughs> so, um, Hector, he tells Hector, he's like, you're staying here. I'm going with Jack to go get Nina. And uh, Jack starts driving and Hector pouts and we get another tiny clock at 1021. Please take a drink. We see Claudia come into Sergio's room to talk to him and get him to go to sleep. She sees Hector still in the house moving around and pouting very hard because he got left behind like a little brother. Um... <laughs> So she sneaks outside to see Ramon and Jack leaving a dusty, but clearly very well taken care of Ford Exposition, which, guys, I've got to tell you, is one hell of a powerful truck with the cargo hall room (laughs) and hauling capacity of a van. This one's got it all, guys. It just really is an all-powerful vehicle. You guys got to check this one out. uh, Ford Exposition is so good. Um, She she goes out and tells her father, Oriole, hey, homie, get ready to leave. We're going. (laughs) It's go time. It's go time, baby. <laughs> and uh, so she sees um, one of the uh, interrogators Here, hold on. leave. Stop. The... Oh, sorry. Back go up. Ahead, Curtis. Please. I love how what she, what she tells him is just like, pull some wires from those trucks and disable them before we go. It's like, fellas, we all like to th- think we know cars, but we know we end up just pulling all the fuses and not stopping the car. I'm like, I got him. I got all the stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, so if, you pull enough, if you pull enough wires, <laughs> I guess. So, Curtis, the best part about that now they don't comes have air conditioning later. and it's hot as balls <laughs> the best part of this comes up later curtis i know because normally you would think you go you pop the hood and start pulling wires <laughs> yeah. and cutting and shit uh-huh. and yeah. you're like ah hoses oh no what am i gonna do with this we're Drink gonna see fluid. something later that really just oh, chef's kiss it and is. bullshit it um is. So she sees one of the uh, interrogators walk out of the uh, the barn, whose name I did not write down. Which do my ever everlasting hey. Emilio? Thank you very much. So mm-hmm. she's she's Emilio walk best. out, and so she grabs a cigarette from her father's pack. She dresses Emilio, who's taking a break, and says, "Hey, can I have a light?" 
So he smiles and starts searching for a lighter, and she picks up the assault rifle that he left leaning against the fence and clocks him over the head with it and starts dragging him into the shadow. Dude, we get a- she's hardcore. Like Claudia is the best character in the show. I'm pretty sure that I... Like, I don't think you can just knock somebody out just by hitting him with well, the butt of a rifle. No, she, she double patched my mans. She double patched my mans. Take three hits. Yeah, but still, yeah. like, you have to have some idea of what you're doing to knock him cold out and be just be like, yeah, I guess he's out, and not just she like, oh, he's going to come to us literally this, five this seconds. Goes to, this goes to my later progressive point, but we'll go ahead and we'll speak about it later. I think yeah. overall, she gets him over. The, she gets him over the back of the head in the. Middle of the spine. She knows. Like, you know, she gets mm-hmm. like C4 and then uh, one more time and then drags him down. Yeah, she she knocks him down. Uh, so we get we get to go to commercial at 1023, come back at 1028. Um, we cut back to Wayne Palmer entering a kind of empty restaurant and goes over to a table where Julia Milliken, played by the incomparable Gina Torres, is waiting for him. Looking real fine. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wayne tries to convince her that it's not fair for Alan to extort the president <laughs> and using personal revenge fair. as an excuse to negatively affect potentially millions of Americans by killing David's healthcare legislation. She says, I can't control any of that, but also, do I make you horny, it's baby? Also, <laughs> yeah. also, how about you give me that D and we can rediscuss this? Yeah, I mean, her whole time, it's like, it's literally just, how about that fucking though? Yeah. Remember the time, remember when we was fucking? So about- she asks, do you think of me? And then kisses him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> Come on. Of course Seriously. I do. You're Gina Torres, obviously. <laughs> I'm all horned up all the time. <laughs> and what does she say to that? Like, she's like, I don't, I'm not going to help you, but because. She says, if you, if you come back and be my. Well, no, she says, like, I'd like being Mrs. Yeah. Alan Milliken. Yeah. She's like, come that- back and let, let's do this. Because he was like. I want you to tell him to leave, that you're going to leave if he doesn't. And she's like, I have a better idea. How about you come back, you be my side piece again, because mm-hmm. I'm liking that D, but I also like that M from Mr. Alan Milliken, and um, I'll maybe convince him not to do this. Yeah, this scene, it's, it's, it's kind of funny how Wayne comes in thinking that he's in charge, mm-hmm. and by the end of it, the lady saying, "No, no, no! You, you never had. This was never your option. <laughs> I will get what I want. Yeah, I was and never going to get leave. what I give you. Not, not what you want, but what I will provide. But I'm getting that dick. So, yeah, I don't care if you're chief of staff and president of the brother to the president. Of Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> you're the president okay. of the brothers. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> I've had nineteen. I mean, he is, he is the president of the brothers. So <laughs> it's the, fine. Yeah, that's so true. And she's like, no, I need that dick though. Thank yeah. you. Bye." Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, she's like, that has nothing to do with us being together. And, uh, Wayne says, yeah, that doesn't work for me and never has worked for me because I like you. And she's like, well, I like money. I'm afraid I can't help you. Bye. (laughs) So she leaves. And we get a tiny clock at 1031. Please take a drink. And, uh, we cut back to Eduardo continuing to torture Chase. Now by pouring gasoline on his bullet wound. And he took... What to me is a very interesting angle on interrogation. It says, what you don't understand is that if you don't talk, Hector will take it out on me. And so hits like, him a lot. And like, it, like if guys, you don't if do what I want you to, then he's going to torture me, which would make guys, you happy. See, you guys are being wrong here. You don't. I think it's just a tax situation. Okay. It's if I don't, if you don't give me information, that's 15%. I can't have that. 
Fifteen percent? That's capital gain shit. Yeah, no, if but I Curtis, kill, if, if you tell me I, it's five percent, come on, Chase. Yeah, no, but Curtis, to me, this does sound kind of like uh, we were talking about this a little bit before, like a bank robbery situation where, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. all of the pain that I'm taking is federally insured. Like, if if <laughs> if I don't give it to you, but it, it, like you still get it taken out on you eventually, like yeah, it's not my sense. problem. Yeah, I made sense. a deposit of pain into your bank. Someone took that away. I didn't talk to you. And now the government is going to come out and hit you. You know, it's not a perfect analogy, yeah. but like I think I, I, know, I think I nailed it. Place. I think I know it. I think I, I had the pay scale. Here's how it goes: If you get them to snitch, mm-hmm. you're going to get paid, sure, and a, a hearty handshake, and they're going to die, right? If they don't snitch, um, you don't get paid. You get a little cattle prod. You get no bonus, and they're going to die. I mean, that's a lot of negatives for me on the non-snitch scale. So yeah. So he's I'm basically saying, saying like, die either save, way. I don't save care me if you... by talking. You're gonna die either yeah. way, but save me, right? Fuck that. I don't get any money, and I have pain. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, man. This thing is like, but if, if I'm gonna have the pain, no matter what, I don't care if you're also gonna have pain. If I don't talk, it's like there's no upside for me. I'm dying either way. Mm-hmm. Just like fuck you, dude. But you don't know that. You know, I do, I do. I mean, if someone tells me, it's like the problem with you not talking is that I get hurt later. I'm like, then I am not talking because <laughs> no I'm chance. dead. No yeah. matter what. So I'm like, that's true. Take that's true. my fingernails, please. <laughs> I don't want them. I hope. I hope they take it out on you worse because you've got. They've got spare time after I'm gone. I'm like whatever. <laughs> um, so anyway, Claudia enters the shed. She tells her Eduardo, like, hey, back off. They think I'm gonna they think he'll talk to me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> sure. Nailed it. Dude, um, that's what I'm saying. She must be a badass because everyone on the everyone on Hector's team is Claudia Claudia's clearly a badass, but also is like I think Hector is also clearly unhinged and also like I think Claudia probably plays that up across oh, the sure. board from what yeah. I've seen. So she leans down over Chase and says, start talking right now. They're going to burn you alive. And as she does that, she hands him a knife <laughs> while Eduardo is distracted. <laughs> she slips him an obvious knife. Not a shank. <laughs> no. Not a small Just tool. Just a big old, big old like butcher a, knife. A carving, <laughs> like a steak knife. And then as soon as she gets up, she takes the gasket and just starts throwing it all over Eduardo. And Chase very quickly gets up and stabs him repeatedly. Why didn't she just stab him? I mean, you don't want to get blood on your hands, you know? (laughs) So she she brings uh, Chase Eduardo's phone and his gun. and, And while he's withdrawing a hot poker from the furnace, he says, hey, I got to cauterize this wound or else I'll die. What and he then, really once again, no, I mean, it could be infected, but once again, See, he said they didn't the start with the hot shit before he shot him in the hand. The, the, it was just there. The hot metal was there. It's it's right yeah. there. And also, guys, I don't know if you noticed, he only cauterized one side of the wound. Correct. <laughs> Not yeah. both. It's also, you only says, need the one, because otherwise uh, things can't flow through. It's like when you hold the end of a straw, Kush, you can, you, the water doesn't come out the other side. It's fine. So it, what it, he it, says it, is, I gotta, I gotta cauterize it or I'll bleed to death. Uh-huh. And like he has never heard of pressure before, <laughs> um, especially in your fucking hand. Um, and I'm saying this is someone who put a wine glass stem through his middle finger earlier Oof. this week. And literally it took 10 minutes to stop bleeding because I just put a lot of pressure on it. <laughs> I honestly it's not a gunshot wound. I honestly don't think that he would die. Like the gun he was using was not like a fucking shotgun. It was what? a Beretta 9 millimeter. Okay, nine millimeter hole. That's fucking tiny. That's a third of an inch. 
Here's my thing. That's like you could stab the, yourself want, with something larger hole. than that. Like I you just, just want the hole to be there. Plug it with your fucking finger and your thumb. Kurt, you just want the hole? Just why not have the hole? Because like, I got shot in the hand. I'll really prove it. Here's a hole in my hand. <laughs> bam, if you cauterize, it's like here's a, here's some scar tissue. No, no, no. Here's a whole hole. Just a straight up hole in my hand. Look you, at that. you could get a, you could get another bullet and just plug the hole with a bullet. Also, I'm sure you could actually, but you could probably cheat gambling somehow. How to die up there or something like that. You know, this is bloody. It's definitely well, a, a useful hand, tool sir. to have a hole in your hand. All I'm saying is he cut one one side of the wound and then wraps his hand in a bloody cloth. So it's a cavern uh, now. You dirty actually hide yeah, stuff so in there all the way. Anyway, and plug we get it. another tiny clock at 10.33. Please take a drink. They run outside of the barn. We run towards the truck with that Oral has with uh, Sergio in the truck bed. Uh, he helps Claudia and Chase into the bed of the truck. Claudia lays down in uh, under a blanket. Chase lays down. But, uh-oh, guards see them start approaching to inspect the truck, and Oriole can't send them away. Uh, so the guard and the second man go to check the back, but, uh-oh, uh, Chase pops up and shoots both the guards, take two <laughs> drinks, pop, pop. So, so loud. Good oh, job, Chase. So loud. Two dead. Uh, immediately, Hector and others hear the gunshots come running to the house. Oriole peels out. Um, and. And they start opening fire in the truck as it speeds away. The trace returning fire. At one point, Chase's gun clearly runs dry, but he keeps shooting at least mm-hmm. 25 more shots from what I counted. Um, Hector gets in another beautiful, big, bad Ford exposition to, to mm. take Chase, but uh, that bad boy don't start. And um, guys, we discover that Oriole has de- desecrated a fine piece of American machinery because... Hector looks underneath underneath the, the steering wheel and just pulls out a bundle of cables and just, like, disappointedly slaps it against the steering wheel. Just, oh shucks, they got me. See, you know, it's, uh, this is why the, the newer cars, they're all relying on, on cables and cords and not just, you so, know, the pull start classic, motors. Classic, classic yeah, quick, cables. Quick story for the fan here. If you, if someone has pulled a, a, a lock of, of a bunch of cables uh, from your car in an area, Probably in a bundled output, you can just plug that bad boy right back to fucking where it came out <laughs> and start your. So it was, it was so many. It was, it was just things. the radio like one, actually. So like one, it looked like it was a clear bundle of wires that had been pulled, yeah. not cut, not and cut. like Hector had it in his hand and just like dejectedly just like oh. slaps it, like slaps it against the steering wheel. He's like, oh, I like, guess, I guess we'll never figure out where this went. Like nothing had like nothing important had been done whatsoever, but so that happens. Um, so Hector, it's like he was like when he, instead of cutting the power, he just unplugged the lamp, and then they saw where the plug was out, and they were like, ah, I guess we'll never see again. There's no one, no, There's no way to plug. This. There's no way to tell where this plug went. So they get clear, and uh, after an extended gunfight, there are multiple gunshots fired, which I'm going to get to in a second. But um, as soon as they're clear, they go down the road. No one can follow them because all the all the ignition wires have been cut brutally on all these brutally beautiful cut. American machines. Um, Chase leans over to thank Claudia for her help, and what does she see? Um, she took a she took un bulleta to the dome piece. Yeah, Claudia. Claudia did, yo. Yeah, that, uh, I was shocked. I was shocked. Didn't see it coming. Yeah. Didn't yeah. see it so coming. So Claudia's dead. And beyond that, so take one, take a drink for Claudia, because I think poor one out if, yeah, you, she if you got it. him. Um, yep. I got to say, though, one of the core elements of this podcast and also Michael R. Roots in this show 
is the drinking game. And this scene presents one of the classic conundrums of the game because the rules state that you drink for every shot fired mm-hmm. plus you drink for any time a gun is pointed at someone for more than three seconds. Yeah. So, to the best of my ability, I counted 49 shots fired. <laughs> no. Plus at least at least three guns pointed at Chase for more than yeah, nine it, seconds. Does it count as I think, minus I think one because Chase has one pointed at them? I think po- I so. think the the um the pointing it at them is implied that they are not currently firing it. No. So the rule is: if a gun is pointed at someone for more than three seconds, drink. Right. If the gun goes off, yes, take another drink. Exactly. So you're you're right in the sense. You're right, Michael. I'm reading between the lines, but but were, were any of them sideways? Drinks. Were any of them sideways <laughs> or fired? Well, like that's no why one, I brought, that's no why I brought one the, the whole gun. bottle with me because I, I yeah. knew we needed 49. But it is it, it's at least 49 drinks. So guys, just I guess just get after it real quick. Um, hold on, Michael, hold that because I need to take a quick little screen. This is uh, Shiso, my good stuff. Just get after it. There we go. Got it. Okay. I look drunk. Um, yeah, so anyway, everyone's just fucking hammered at this point. But we cut the commercial at 10.36. We come back at 10.40, and we see uh, Chloe O'Brien at CTU sees Ryan Chappelle approaching her desk, asking about, hey, where are those Delta teams at, though? And um, I'm just saying, real- Ryan, Ryan is very involved again after not wanting to be any part of this. Right. He was like, oh, this is going to be a shit show. I am out. I am not taking the heat for this. And then as soon as it looks like it's going to be successful, he's like, I'm back in, baby. I'm in charge. Fuck you, Ryan. Also, Classic middle man. This scene, this scene tried to tell me that Ryan Chappelle has humanity, and that's not true. Because only a human recognizes the sound that's going to come up in this next scene. So, <laughs> you know. Fuck you. But then he immediately makes it known that he is definitely not here. Well, obviously, but he heard it. That's You can't okay. hear that. It's a cute I mean, it's like it's a the Terminator. So, Terminator. Terminator. so he asks where Delta teams are, and Chloe says, they're standing by in the region. We'll move in to rescue. As soon as the virus is obtained, and Curtis, what sound does he hear exactly? The closed captioning says, baby says baby cooing. Well, baby cooing. A baby cooing. Baby cooing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, by the way, I just told you to make sure that um, <laughs> officials from Division and the Attorney General's office were uh, on standby once we have Chase, but was that a fucking baby I just heard? <laughs> she, goes, he goes, What's she goes, nothing? And then he's like, is that your kid? And it's like, no, it's a rando fucking baby that fell out of the goddamn ceiling, Ryan. What the Kind of well, and also, that. I had a babysitter emergency, so can you please back off? Okay, I'm, I have to defend your pal a little bit here, even as the father here. It would be weird if you were James Bond walking through, <laughs> and like one of your pals in MI6 was like, here's my kid. You're like, oh, but no, we we murder. Why? Why is your kid here? What's going on? Chloe, though, <laughs> makes an excellent point. She goes to the classic Airbud defense. And says, there's no specific rule that says that I cannot bring a baby in here, to which Chappelle replies, yeah, there's no rule because no one would be fucking dumb enough to bring a fucking baby here. But she's right, though. If it's not in the rule book, you can't punish me for it. it here's the thing, though. I wrote this. It'd be so weird, though, if one day, randomly, 
if you were if you had been higher up in government, if your kid <laughs> tells you a nuclear code all of a sudden, you're like, oh no. <laughs> I didn't think you saw that. Um no, nah, those are weird letters. Don't don't just forget those, baby, please. Hey guys, I'm just saying, real you quick, guys dude. work you guys work in you guys have worked for large companies before. Nope. Never have. You know that when um that when <laughs> no one somebody knows what I, what you know I that for. when somebody does something that is not technically against the rules but should be, there is immediately a rule change to the corporate handbook. So sure. what do you think the CTU handbook has to say tomorrow to no address babies. this? It's like there Nine are no babies allowed babies. underneath your desk at CTU. It's like everyone looks at each, everyone who wasn't working and I is just like. What the fuck hey, happened hey guys, yesterday? Real quick, I know we're mid episode, but I've been, you know, like, you were tweeting, you know, we're tweeting stuff just to, like to let people know we're back. Um, we had one of our followers, uh, a long time, long time fan, Rust Dog, tweeted us is like really excited that we we're back, and I told him to bring on their bring on his bots just to like let us know that people knew. Our last tweet saying we're back has 159 likes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Russ fucking Thank, brought thanks, his fucking bud. bots Hell back. yeah. Thank you. Buddy. Thanks for the bots, bud. Appreciate the bots, man. Love um, it. So yeah, we're we're in the shit now. We gotta um, do it. We gotta finish it. So anyway, so Chappelle does say, get rid of that <laughs> get baby, rid of right? It. <laughs> get rid of it. Like Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna have my. This is like the what 39th trimester abortion or something from South Park. Like, and and so uh, Chloe's like, uh, Mr. Chappelle, parents are a protected group. This is not fair. And he just looks at her and walks the fuck away. She carried him. Which sometimes Karen's are for good. And that's. I'm just yeah. saying, look, know the rule book if you're gonna be a dick about it. And Chappelle is a dick about bureaucracy, mm-hmm. and she goes. Oh, you want bureaucracy? I will go toe to toe you with you with bureaucracy law all day long. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and they do. And that's so why we cut back. Yes. Yeah, well, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Guys, you know what? You know, I always get worried by out like when we're half an hour, forty five minutes in, mm-hmm. and we're like twelve minutes into the episode, and like. We're never going to get anywhere. But now we're 40 minutes in and we're only an hour and 13. This is what I'm saying. The, the, the first, the problem is the first 10 minutes, there's not a lot of commercial breaks. And then all of a sudden you go from 1035 to 1040. And it's like, well, what the fuck just happened? And I've also learned that nothing in the show really happens. No. Between 20 and <laughs> 40 minutes. No, like nothing correct. really matters. They the first so 10 minutes set like, it up. Huh? Then what? there's the next 30 minutes that is like, meh. And then the last yeah. 10 minutes you're like, yeah. But yeah, every reveal, time we. They the truth. Every time we do this ep- this show, I'm just like, guys, we gotta fucking move. And I'm like, oh, wait, we're what? fine. The yeah. show wants to be two hours. The show like, wants, the show to, be. wants that, to be two we hours. Tried, I'll remind when you. we tried to make it an hour? God, that sucked. Well, I'll remind you that at least 60% of this show has been shot while I was in Colorado. So yeah. we always get there, bud. Time, time <laughs> dilation is a bit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Curtis, by the way, do you have random records, records? just sitting next to you that we can? I don't. I don't, because like for some reason, in the last month and a half, I can't leave my house anymore. It's weird. I don't know, but can you, I'm hoping to get back. Man. Can you make up random records that you sh- that you could have at your house? I can. Wham! I can, can, can do that. Okay. So we cut to Gael, who's updating Jack on Amateur's latest location: a dirt road off of Highway 14, two miles west of Rancho Guadalupe. And uh, Ramon, uh, Jack tells Ramon, "I think we know where they are." <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, just a half mile up the road. Super convenient in Mexico. <laughs> Super convenient uh, that these people don't know that they're within a half mile of the giant fucking drug cartel compound. Yeah, no way to know. No way to know. Um, and uh, he says, Nina's either with him or nearby, so we just have to isolate her. So they turn the headlights off and pull off the road, and we see another car passing down this very small sandy road in the middle of fucking nowhere Mexico that no one would ever have been able to see another car ahead of them or behind them. So we get a tiny clock at 1042. Please take a drink. Uh, as the other car rolls towards this new location, Jack pulls out a night scope to ver- verify that Nina is at the meeting place, an abandoned church. And um, he's like, I'm going in. And Ramon says, coming with you. And he's like, how about fucking no, homie? Um, why don't you just watch me on this scope? And Ramon's like, I'm going with you. Jack says, like, I'm trained to do this. Coral snake, baby. You see this tattoo? You know what that means? <laughs> if, if I go alone, we live. If we both go, we both die. Um, so Ramon begrudgingly agrees. Jack exits the car, makes his way to the church. Um, and before he leaves, it's like, hey, heck, like, Ramon, as soon as shit goes down, Secure the road so no one can leave or get in uh, because we're going to need to get out of here pretty safely. Um, so Jack ducks into a, a ditch as uh, soon as the car a little, comes. He does a real nice jump and roll. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. He was pretty slick. Yeah. Homie, like yeah. he, they hear a Hummer coming and Jack like like just rolls into a ditch. Okay, so after Jack uh, like just rolls past a uh, fucking Humvee. Uh, and avoids detection. He uh, hides behind a row of columns and then climbs up to a window overlooking the interior of the abandoned church and listens in on what's going on inside. And he hears Michael Amber telling Nina, we're going to arrange another meeting <laughs> in half an hour to exchange the virus. But right now I need 50% of them monies up front. So go ahead and transfer that. And Nina's like, I want to jump through hoops, homie. And Michael's just like, don't worry. The hoops, <laughs> the hoops are here are... to protect both of us. So she just nods. He leaves with his armed escort and drives away. We get another tiny clock at 1046. Please take a drink. And um, by the way, did we ever resolve everyone drinking like 40, 50 drinks for the, the gunfight? <laughs> or we're we just going to let that one fly? We Everyone's... just chugged for a while. We just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw Michael chug. That's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jack kind of like starts running away from the window to avoid being spotted by the departing convoy. But gets stopped at gunpoint by one of the guards, and what does he do real quick? Whoops that ass, though. He whoops that dude's ass. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, during the ass whooping, a shot, a shot gets mm-hmm. gets fired off, mm-hmm. and um, he grabs his gun. Two more guards show up, and what ha- what what does Jack do? He whoops the masses too. <laughs> I have a, I have a small issue though. They're in the middle of the fucking desert of Mexico. Mm-hmm. So gunshots will be heard for miles. Yeah, those dudes left like 20 seconds ago. Michael, but they're playing like Raging Against the Machine. Like, as soon as they <laughs> yeah. leave, like that, those Humvee, like those Hummer radios are blasting. That's true. They're, they're just mm-hmm. fucking jamming. You, you know how terrorists yeah, do. So, okay, so Jack, as soon as he, like the gun, sh- the gun fires off, two more guards come running off. Um, one of them runs in and shoots, a, uh, shoots it around at Jack, who... <laughs> Bad like move. guys so smartly catches the bullet with the with the bad guy like just like no thank you and then uses that guy's gun to shoot both of them mm-hmm. so that's, that's classic so that's 
three kills in four shots. So yeah. please take a couple of drinks for those. And not bad a single boys. one with his own gun. Oh. Yeah, not a, not a single one. So drink, 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 baby. So meanwhile, Nina hears mm. the shots and readies her own gun. But as soon as she starts to like run out towards the vehicle uh, with her uh, apparently last remaining guard, <laughs> what happens? Jack does that work. He had some Jack work. One shot just takes one that shot, dude out. one kill, baby. Go the on. guard goes down, and Jack runs out and just goes say, "Hey, Nina, why don't you get back in that church, though?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, I want to stop now, right now. Pause. Hey, yeah, buddy. All of our fans. Every fan who hears this now or later, what you're about to hear happen is what will happen to you if you believe that you are Jack Power, Solid Snake, any other sneak snunk person. <laughs> this is the immediate aftermath for the beginning of your sneak snunkin'. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Cook. Mm-hmm. Where do we go next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This so, is why um, you kill them all. So Ramon is peeking through the night scope. And Jack orders Nina back into the church and she says, mm-hmm. don't worry. If I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead by now. She's <laughs> like, hey, Which go ahead like- and put down. Go ahead, Michael. So that's ahead. 100% not true. Jack is, Jack will kill you and he will want to kill you for a long time, but he will wait for the moment that is right. And Nina knows yeah. this. She knows it. This is the, the thing that kills me about the, the next like 10 minutes of this is like, she knows she can't trust Jack, but also she loves that money so much. Loves that money and hey, also maybe she might love that dick so <laughs> yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so tells her to put the briefcase down, but it, as soon as he says, "Hey Nina, you dirty slut, put that briefcase <laughs> down," what does he hear? Russell, he has, hears himself getting Russell. cracked inside the head. A bottle rattles in mm-hmm. the in the background, and he looks back and sees so, so one of the goons, who's apparently named Kale, according to Amazon X-Ray, <laughs> starts running in. And as soon as he turns around and points his gun at Kale, what happens, Curtis? Oh, Jack took one to the head, just like the rest of you would if you tried to sneak snunk around guards and assassins. So Jack takes a briefcase off the back of the head, which I've I'm noticing a trend, and I, I mean I obviously have noticed before as a 24 veteran. Clearly, um, Jack only loses consciousness when narratively convenient. <laughs> Homie's taking a lot of head wounds. Yeah, Homie's taking a lot of head wounds, but like when he goes down, like he goes down when he needs to go down. Nina, so Nina really does though have Jack's number. Like she yeah. constantly bests Jack. She knows him. She knows him mm-hmm. backwards and forwards, inside and out, dick dick to nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got to, to commercial at 1047. We come back at 1051, and uh, we are at CTU where Adam Kaufman is running up to Tony's office and says, hey, guess what? Chase called in. Uh, his vehicle broke down about 15 miles away from Salazar Space, which... Honestly, it seemed like a weird flex for Oriel to also cut the wires to their truck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why. He like, seriously, the, the truck made it 15 minutes? 15 minutes. Stop. What was Oriel doing miles? to that truck? <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is, again, guys, 
primo American muscle. That's a Ford F-150. That car probably had 400,000 miles on it, and then all of a sudden, like, now it's broken? Well, maybe he asked Cloud, he's got it. I pulled the wires from those trucks and cut that weird that weird line thing on this one. What's up? We take... I guess the one that has less fuel, you asshole. I pulled all the wires on every truck, even the ones we were in, because you didn't specify. Now so I know where reports, Sergio gets it from. Listen, no one likes getting away with shit here. Um, so he reports that the vehicle broke down about 15 miles away from Salazar's base, and also that Jack left about a half hour ago to complete the deal for the virus. Chase also says, hey, Tony, can you let the Delta teams know that um, I know they're 10 minutes out, but I have two civilians not three. Um, <laughs> not the three. old man and the kid. Um, they'll need to be picked up as well. Uh, and then it's like, oh, hey, by the way, can you tell Kim I'll call when I'm safe ground? Not that I'm safe, just that no, I'll call you I'll later. Call you. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony says, yeah. And Chase hangs up and goes over to the rear of the truck where Oral is clearly crying over Claudia's body. And uh, we get another tiny clock at 10.53. Please take a drink. And I wrote, I wrote, <laughs> And that's why you don't play with guns, Sergio. It's a very hard lesson wow. for him to learn. Wow. Dark. But now he Damn. knows. And they don't... I mean, as far as we know, we don't know that Hector shot Claudia. But, like, that does feel like the subtext. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they are the... He, Hector's the one they showed firing the most. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, for narrative reasons. But He's I also don't believe responsible it. for it regardless. Mm-hmm. It also does kind of think, like, Hector's so incompetent he could never hit Chase, but, like, <laughs> collateral damage mm-hmm. is definitely in his wheelhouse, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, we get a tiny clock at 10.53, please take a drink. Uh, Jack wakes up, finding himself tied to a chair, and uh, Nina's like, so, um, what are you doing here, Jack, if you didn't want to kill me? And Jack looks at Kale, the uh, mercenary, who I guess had been shot previously. I don't really know how. He's like, I'd like to speak with you privately. (laughs) She's like, "Uh, no, thank you. Not going to happen, buddy. And he's (laughs) like, well, guess what? I can pay you more. The Salazars can pay you far better than the two million you're getting from your employer. She's like, oh, oh, what's more? Try 10 times. (laughs) And um, that's just too much. Like, that's it's, too much more to go. Like, that's, that's, that's he's definitely, that's come on. Two times as much. And, 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 like, it's weird because, like, the immediate reaction from Nina is, like, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> like, like almost, like, a weird mix of, I know you're, like, you actually bluffed way too hard, mm-hmm. Jack. Like, mm-hmm. you went way too big, way too fast. Like, I know that's not true, but also kind of, like. I know you can't go that big that fast. But, <laughs> but also, she's also, like, sounds cool. <laughs> but also, if it is true. She's doing pot odds here right now. She's got two million in the bag. Does she? Is there a better than ten percent chance that Jack is telling the truth? And she goes, "Hmm, it's close. It's very close." And if I get that dick on top of it, then I will go with it. Yeah, on twenty and that D, Mm -hmm. or or that D, you know, minus two. Mm. What's where? I mean, clearly, clearly, Kale's not fulfilling certain (laughs) needs. On mm-hmm. either front, neither money nor D front. Um, so um, she says, no, you can talk to me right here, right now. And Jax is like, okay, here's money. Um, it's like, she's like, yeah, well, what happens when I can't deliver the virus to my clients and they try to kill me? He's like, don't worry. This will be enough money. You can disappear. I'm going to disappear. 
they're paying me enough that I can just never, I can just, you know, fuck off money to die. And, um, what's Nina's take on all of this from, like, knowing Jack? Yeah, she doesn't believe him. She's like, there's no way. You were so working for CTU, you would do anything for your country. There's no <laughs> fucking way that you are going to betray them like this. And, Curtis, what does Jack say? <laughs> He's, he says, I gotta do it. I have nothing left in my life. What do, what do I have to work for? I have nothing left. But but she knows kind of what he has left and asks her about a certain person's opinion of her if uh, if Jack turns. Yeah, so, so Jack says, I've lost everything in service to my country. There's nothing waiting for me after I gave up my soul doing black tar heroin <laughs> for this country. Also, you got killed br- my fucking wife. And also, you killed my wife. When I came back, no one was waiting for me. Nothing. Kim never forgave me for what happened for, by the way, you killing my wife. Um, I got addicted to fucking black tar heroin, and that's still going on. That's that's been that's really raw. That's a problem. That's a problem for me. And Nina's Nina brings up Kim, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, no, she didn't forgive me. I'm gonna give most of this cool, cool money to her." Smart move. Yeah. And it's like, well, I did kill your wife. Why won't you kill me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jack's like, I have no choice. I broke Ramon Salazar out of an American prison. Mm. I have to get rich right now or I'll never do it again. And I just want to disappear. I mean, it's true. And here, here comes a critical, a critical lesson for our fan, our later fan. Anybody who hears this. When you One hear month or two later. people, when you hear two people arguing, you have no need to enter into <laughs> that argument. Just lay back. If they believe that you're asleep, play asleep. Just, just you don't do not enter the arena that you don't wish to be in. But unfortunately, Curtis, for one member of Twenty Four Crew, he decided to enter the arena. Curtis, his name was Kale. Yeah, Ko clearly and cannot feel the sexual tension in the room. He cannot read the room in any way, shape, or form. Curtis, I'm going to say one counterpoint to your thing because I What's agree that? with you. Some conversation, like sometimes it's an A B conversation, and you can see yourself out of it. Correct, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if it's an A B conversation, and you're C, and A and B are talking about killing C. <laughs> You don't have to talk to A and B about how fucked up it is that you, they want to kill you. Sometimes you have a gun in your hand mm-hmm. as C, and you can just shoot one or both of them and be like, hey, guess what? Stop talking about killing me, you dumb assholes. I'm in the room right now. We're, we're t- they're talking about killing C or betraying D? The oh, dude right. who never showed up. They know that they're going to have to kill C to betray D, though. But maybe C is like, hey, instead of saying, you know, something... Hey, you can't. You say, "Hey, never saw you." No, here. I'm in on this. <laughs> Can I get right? some of that money, though? I'm good. Or, or when the really heated battle is, see, you sneak snunk the fuck out of that room. <laughs> no, no, I guess further complicated. If I'm C and have been shot by A, <laughs> and B is talking to A about how I never really liked D, and I, as C, I worked for D. I'm like mm-hmm. either again. Slinking my way out, or she's like, I still have a gun, and rather mean like, right. hey B, why don't you stop talking shit and kill A? 
I'd be like, hey, why don't I just kill Aiden and cut the middleman <laughs> out of the conversation? <laughs> why, don't exactly. just, why don't we just exactly. remove the option for you? Because like you're not gonna kill you're not gonna kill C. Hey B, you're not gonna kill C after I kill A because now I'm the only B C you have left. What we're, what we're saying is here is C, at one point you had all the options and you picked the wrong one. You had every option to mm-hmm. escape. Mm-hmm. The best percentage overall of anyone here and so, you fucked up. All I'm really hearing is that if I'm not A, I need to kill A. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> as naturally mm-hmm. you would proceed in such a situation, um, C, for Kale, the character, <laughs> um, says, hey, Nina, I've heard enough. Why don't you go ahead and kill Jack, or I'm going to go ahead and call our employers. Yeah, and why, Nina says, why does she have to be the one to kill Jack? And Nina's like, yeah, man. Sure thing, sure. and she puts her she puts her head against, <laughs> or she puts her gun against Jack's head, and then what does she do? God damn! She she shoots she, C. She kills C. I just fuck. She, so she kills Kale, and then she turns to Jack and says, literally the dumbest line of dialogue I think I've heard in this entire show so far, and just says, "What are you up to, Jack?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The thing and is, though, like, on some level, Nina knows that all Jack wants to do is die at this point. Like, he he knows he, he has two choices. His options are save the world or die. And she puts that and she's like, for a moment, for a split second, he had to think, finally, I'm going to die. And then she doesn't kill him. She she knows how to get the check so well. See, but I circle back to this. In, in this scene, the dumbest person is still C. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because he knows her resume. Without emotion. Jack has, has, been, has been up in that. <laughs> so there's some emotion. Also killed his wife. So many emotions. Nina's Nina. And C knows, hey, this lady fucks dudes if she needs to. To get information and power. And just wants information and power. And he still let his guard down after being shot. He's like, I'm going to keep this this nine, though, on the low. Hey, just in case. don't do that, murderer. And he got murdered. I just, I just, it's, I can't, I can't feel it for him. You know, he's, he's not thinking straight. He's, he's injured. He's, he's injured sex plan. And he's injured in sex plan. Yeah. That's how it goes. We get a tiny clock at 10.56. And uh, we cut back to uh, the David Palmer office, and Wayne comes in to see David and says, I spoke to Julia to see if she'd help with Alan. (laughs) And David is not pleased. And Wayne one more time says, you know, I'd really like to quit my job to make this whole thing go away. And David says, I may yet ask for your resignation, but it won't be because Alan Milliken is forcing my hand. And he exhales really sharply and says, Wayne. <laughs> Which, guys, I need it. I need a real quick team uh, reading. Was that above the middle C? It did. It went up. I okay, think so. so everyone, everyone take a drink for, for David Palmer going above a middle C. Um, and David just says, if we do that, we lower ourselves to Milliken's level to effectively fight him. And Wayne just like... So instead... So, but here's, so here's, this is something that I brought up earlier, and this is my thing. And David, Wayne just like, well, what are we going to do? And, and David just like, 
Let me make a phone call. We gonna get dirty. And so, here's the thing. If Wayne Palmer is David's brother, closest, closest confidant, and chief of staff, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and when he hear, hears David Palmer say, I'm going to get down to Alan Milliken's level, one of the mm-hmm. dirtiest people in politics, apparently, mm-hmm. and Wayne... Doesn't know who David is going to call. And he doesn't know who his previous chief of staff was and why he's not there anymore. Yeah. Wayne can literally go live in a porta potty. <laughs> he's the dumbest person who's ever lived. Like, I, like everyone knew. Everyone watching the show, everyone listening to this knows who he's calling. So David makes a phone call. And who it be? Who it be? Is Sherry all? Oh. Yes, Sherry. With what Sherry with one of the worst <laughs> haircuts I think I've seen on modern television. I think she just woke way. up. It was late, man. It's like yeah, almost it eleven late. o'clock. She's wearing a silk robe. Oh, she, I mean, with, she looks good still. She looks great. Let's be sure she looks great. <laughs> I, all my notes are in all caps. What is this haircut? That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> and Sherry's surprised to hear from David. She plays like she's surprised, but like, is yeah. she ever though? I, okay, David, I, I had no idea. I'm gonna say this straight up: Sherry looks scrumptious, and yeah. she's ready for the call. She knows it's times. coming. She knows. She has. She still has back channel. She knows everything that's going on. She's gonna pretend like she doesn't, and they're gonna try to make me think she doesn't. But I know she does. It's like Sherry's hairstyle is bad, but Harry's Sherry's hair is on point. Oh my god, it right. is the like buttery. It is styled. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand that Wayne does not know that the only person <laughs> David knows who plays Dirty Pool is Sherry. Like, that That to me is unfathomably stupid. Like, that's the only misstep the show's made, <laughs> frankly. I'm just... So, like, we've, we've, we've been away from each other for... For a month. For, like, a month. And at the end of this episode, now, we have Jack and Nina back together. We got Sherry and David back on the phone together, and we mm-hmm. have the three of us back together again. I'm just saying, it's it's perfect. The world is healing. The world is healing Earth. itself. <laughs> Earth heals itself. Nature, nature, nature is, is healing. healing. Um, so, we get a split screen, where David is simply giving a very serious look at the phone. Ramon is getting back into his truck to watch through the night scope to see what's going on with uh, Jack. Uh, Chase and Oriole wait by the truck. Kim and CTU watch satellite coverage of the operation while she worries about Chase and her father. Sherry contemplates David's request for help. And Jack waits while Nina makes a phone call. And we cut back to the church where Nina hangs up her phone and walks over to Jack. And uh, she kind of kneels down so she can look him in the eye and says, uh, So you really did break Salazar out of prison, huh? And Jack says, I'm not the man you knew before. And what does Nina start doing as she's uh, kneeling in front of Jack? And he says that. I mean, why does Jack need a belt? I don't. You're a spy. You're a spy, homie. You, need a belt for. you don't need that. Why, why, why are you touching your shirt and your pants? That's ridiculous. So she, she puts her hands on his knees and starts sliding them up his thighs. Mm-hmm. It's like, she says, I don't know about you. For $20 million, I'm going to keep an open mind. So Jack... I'm going to go forward with this. I have to know one thing. And she slides her hands further up his muscular thighs. Very. 
Mm-hmm. And she just says, are you going to be able to forgive me for killing Terry? Ooh. And what, is, what does Jack Ooh. say? She uses the name, too. It doesn't even say, like, oh, for killing. Because they, they hadn't been saying Terry up until that point. It's like, oh, he killed his wife, wife. His wife, their mother. Blah, That's blah, blah. my wife. Terry, I killed her. Are you going to be able to forgive me, Jack? Okay, so I'm going to say what Jack says, and then one of you just tell me what Nina says. If I wanted revenge, Nina, I would have killed you already. You know that. It's like I said. All I want to do is finish this deal and disappear for good. Convince me. Then convince me. Convince me. Convince me. How does Nina want to be convinced? Me. I'm just saying. That dick, yo. She. Curtis, Curtis, tell me. I can't. can't, I I I need all the fan to understand what we have just witnessed over this past hour of 24. You have seen women be in charge across multiple fronts. You have seen the head of a CTU office be afraid to tell a millennial girl information for her reaction. Because it'll be powerful. You have seen a mother tell a man to fuck off out in my office. Because I have a baby to take care of. Because this trifling motherfucker who impregnated me <laughs> left me. <laughs> So you tell me nothing. You have seen a wife put in the role of a man who has to sleep on her own couch that evening and know the uncomfortability of a pillow upon a couch end. Yes, it is powerful for his ladies. You have seen a girlfriend so traumatized that she doesn't understand the the words of holding him. Even though she works for a counter-terrorist organization. <laughs> that is power. That is the power of the female, of the woman. And you have seen a woman tell a former side piece, I'll be damned if you will accept that I will do you a favor for anything above being my side dick once again. And now. At the end of this episode, my dear fan, you have seen a woman say to me, I have killed your wife, traumatized your daughter, knocked you out several times, bombed your friends and killed them. You will give me this dick (laughs) and you will give it to me happily because I am in control. And I say to you, my friends, is there a show more progressive for the female than 24? And I say no. I say it is beautiful. <laughs> Eat shit, Shonda Rhimes. For the ladies. 2004, baby. Power. Oh, 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 oh. No, no. I am not a doctor whore. I am a spy pimp. <laughs> it's who I am as a lady, Shonda. How dare you? I don't take dick. I take dick. Thank you. Well, I think that's the end of this show. I think, I think the show ends. That's the end of Longest Days of Our Lives. <laughs> that's all we wanted to get to. That's the that's the entire lesson we needed to give you guys. I don't take mm. dick. I take dick. Mm. It's, it's the ultimate lesson. Oh, need to know it. Well, yeah. So anyway, there's another I half you, fan. Of this. I miss <laughs> I miss the fan so much. Emma boys, miss the world. 
I, well, that didn't really even say. Um, so, Michael, what happened next? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> she, she in the prelude, in the prelude to taking that dick, she makes Jack make out with her. Well, hard. It, yeah, yeah, yes, hard. Hard. How does she make Jack prove? She that- wants convincing. She wants to kiss Jack. She wants to make out with Jack. She wants him to kiss her like he did back before she killed his wife and when he was still fucking her. And what does Jack mm. do? Oh, he does it. He does it. He's a fucking mm-hmm. master spy baby. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. does say spy she game. knows, though. That's the thing she knows. She says you would do anything for your country. And then he does anything for his country. And convinces her. That is how good Jack is. Which makes it two things. One, Jack is a great, incredible spy. Mm. Two, Jack's a great kisser. <laughs> He's an amazing kisser. Homie, homie can smooch. He can smooch. And that's smooch. important to me. I'm Jack, so mad Jack they left smooch. it where they did, though. I'm not going to lie. It was... Well, yeah, I mean, well, am I, uh, you got to know if the smooch, smooch master general pays off. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's, you know, he might not. There's, that's the tension you need. Will does, he deliver? We does the know. kiss pay off? Mm. Well, okay. So we typically, you know, it, this has been a weird episode because it's only been a month and a half since we last talked. But mm-hmm. so, long. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Curtis, any predictions for does the kiss work? Does Ryan Chappelle kill a baby? What are your predictions? Where do we go? Here? Here's a question to say that I have I have positive predictions. Ooh. Oh, um, overall, Hello. there you go. A rump, a rump, a rump. <laughs> Shucky ducky. <laughs> Curtis, predictions? Nothing. Yeah, I'm still here. What are you doing? No, I was asking. Do you have predictions for the? What, I are gonna have predictions. They're gonna be dicks. <laughs> They're gonna be some dicks. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I misread the silence. <laughs> I was hoping for like predictions. Everybody's gonna be a dick overall. Okay, that's a cop out, and you know it. But Michael, what do you th- what do you think's happening? I know it's been a minute since you've seen this. Honestly, I forgot that Claudia died. So I I I'm flying blind right now. I. Nina's gonna do some shit. Of course, obviously. Jack is gonna think that he has Nina, but Nina's gonna have Jack somehow. I don't remember how, but it's gonna happen. It's it's too early in the season, and Curtis, you're probably picking up on the fact that nothing really matters in a season of 24 before episode 20. Yes, episode 10, guys. We still have another at least eight episodes before the real any anything the real thing that is <laughs> is the real thing happens. Oh, oh, oh. Mandy coming back? Is Mandy naked? <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. We can only mm-hmm. hope. <laughs> um but yeah no right now I like feel like we've got a pretty good I, Curtis give me one curveball theory you've got right now regarding any character in the show. Oh God, it hurts. Okay, Chloe won't get fired because Chloe's Chloe. <laughs> um, who's the dude? What What's the name of the Quinto character? Zachary Quinto. He's uh, Adam Kaufman. He's gonna the go computer bad. whiz. He's, he's gonna go bad at some point. He just he's he's yeah he's going bad. Just yeah. Okay, that's it. How there do you feel go. about uh, some of the leadership? Tony, Michelle, uh, Ryan. Anything going on with them? Tony's going up. Michelle might go follow Nina somewhere. I don't know. Um, Chappelle, 
I, I see a man ending up running for office as an asshole. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. I. I think, guys. Can we? Are we committed to being back? Yeah. We back. We're back. We back, y'all. We back, we back. Y'all. It's time to come back. back. I, I know it's, it's been a rough month and a half for everybody. Um. But I. I think we're back. I think we're back, baby. And, and someone again did Russ on Twitter. On Twitter. Paid three dollars for 153 likes on one tweet. So we're in business, baby. We're we're John Wick style. I'm thinking we're back. Oh, I'm thinking we're back. I'm thinking um, we back. Yeah. So we'll 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 be here. Um. Okay. So yeah, we cover predictions. Is it just like do we just talk about guys? It's been so long. Do we talk about other shows? Our website that doesn't exist. What do we do now? Know, I, so so I've been thinking about watching um the what uh, West Wing. West Wing in it with Michael never, and Curtis. I never watched it before, so like I, I really thought Curtis, I we it. talked about that in the first episode of Longest Days of too. I know West Wing know. in it. It may need to happen. Being, being close. Listen, I know it's. I mean, it's only been a month and a half since we recorded, it's but been like so long. Do we have time to record another podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, I will always tell folks how great Ted Lasso is, but uh. I've, uh, you know, Curtis, I haven't watched Ted Lasso. And I, I really oh, god damn you! I'm the Lasso expert. I've only seen the first episode. We can watch that as a as a second podcast too. I don't care. <laughs> Patreon, so Patreon, ex- Patreon exclusive. <laughs> 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 All right, fellas, it's been lovely talking with you, um, everyone. If you like this show, you can find out more information about this show and our sister show, Trends in Low Places, uh, in which Michael and I are just really just talking about dumb internet stuff. You can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com that site has been updated uh, approximately never in uh, <laughs> more than a month years. <laughs> yeah no it's been at least two and a half months since anyone did any sort of update to that website but we own it and pay for it for both of these shows um, so you can definitely find more information about something at that website like the <laughs> website exists and there is information there um, and Curtis how else can folks help us out if you want to help us out, go ahead and like us and find us on your favorite podcast app, whether that be uh, Spotify, uh, uh, iTunes, uh, Podcast Addict, Podbean, however you find your favorite podcast, go ahead and favorite us and like us and comment, because it helps us grow this podcast empire to be something we could be sponsored by, maybe scotch or beer or just mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Um, and I- Sorry, Curtis, I do want to oh, jump in real quick about our other sister show, Trends in Low Places. Um, I just signed us both, like both this show and Trends in Low Places up for like like registering us with Google Podcasts. Ooh-hoo. And they give us some really interesting metrics for like how people find us and like what episodes are getting, you know, getting viewed. And uh, not not a ton of interesting stuff for this show just because we haven't done anything in a month and a half. But like for Trends in Low Places, in the last 28 days, one of the top, like, search terms that, like, get us discovered was, um, pee hole play. <laughs> and, like, that was really cool for, for me and Michael <laughs> that, like, that's the people we're discovering. And uh, I was going to bring this up uh, to Michael on the, on the, uh, that podcast, but I went down, uh, 14 pages of, uh, search results <laughs> for pee hole play and, and we didn't show up on any of them. That's just terrible. But one other podcast did on what? page 10 uh, for P-Hole Play. Um, and I really want to know who the fucking listener was who <laughs> scrolled through <laughs> at 
least 14 pages of, guys, I got to be really honest, explicit porn results and one other podcast <laughs> to get to trends and low places for P-hole play was like, these are the guys that I need to check out today. You know what? I want to be on the show more. I need I need guest host more. I want in. Chris, no, you I sent need me in. the picture of the top search terms. Who searched Jimmy Bean Yarn seven times? That's another one. I searched for Jimmy Bean Yarn. We don't also don't show up in the first ten pages of that one. So like at least seven people were so dedicated to the search for Jimmy Bean Yarn that they got to trends in low places. And guys, I don't know I don't know what to say. I don't even know what Jimmy Bean Yarn means and I ostensibly on the show. Michael, I gotta be honest with you, I, I think that just means people are so dedicated to finding really good, high quality Jimmy Bean Yarn content that like they went through multiple, multiple, multiple you know searches of pages. Like, me, fellas. now this page no, is for our, me. Our next, our next uh, motto for Good Buddy Media needs to be, let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Jimmy Bunyan. <laughs> Jimmy Oh, uh, it's yeah. Well, well, Michael, before we start Jimmy being being in yarn, how can people help us out? You can help us out um, by uh, finding us on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I literally just posted while Curtis was talking because. Somebody said Pixar didn't happen, and I had to send a pic that it did happen, so crotch chop, since you can't see me. Um, you can find us on Twitter at LDoolCast, L-D-O-L-Cast, and to all of our very new followers who only, the only other follows that they have are Days of Our Lives podcasts and other Twitter accounts, um, welcome to You're welcome. <laughs> Longest Days Day. of Our Lives, which is definitely about Days of Our Lives, so... Mm-hmm. Keep watching yep. that Twitter account for your favorite days of our lives action. As far as I can tell, just as many people die in just as many mysterious circumstances, there just may, may or may not be more viruses, but also I there seems like there are viruses <laughs> in longest days of our lives. So like or uh, days of our lives. 100%. <laughs> um you can also help us out by giving us a did we say review? Give us a review. Curtis said reviews. Reviews. I forget how, again, we all forget how this show goes. You know what? I think, I think that's everything. Just find us on the social medias, which is, we're just, it's down to just Twitter at this point. Cause like, no one's going on Facebook. Let's be honest. It's just, it's just garbage. Facebook is garbage. Hey, hey, my aunt uses Facebook. Okay. Hey, Curtis, your aunt sucks. (laughs) Does your aunt listen? Does your aunt listen to this show? Then I don't give a fuck. No, I hope not. Hi, hi, Curtis's auntie. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for everything that you've yeah, heard. You, I'm you sorry for it. saying she sucks, but like, you get it right there. Probably so. <laughs> right. Definitely kind of. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back for uh, day three of our hour eleven. Any month, three eleven for what? sure. <laughs> I have my three eleven fans out there. Amber is the color is my atmosphere. Oh, did you say atmosphere? Yeah. Energy. It's energy. En- no, Amber's covering my energy, baby. <laughs> pop, pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> okay. All right. Between Magnitude and 311 over here, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Longest Days of Our Lives. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Toodles. How do we. Toodles. This is just toodles to I, I love say toodles. You. 
We're done. Doodles. There it is. There's there's my guy. Curse one more time. 